when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Yay! It's a sunflower. You're listening to Wannabe. <laughs> Hi, I'm Imri, the host of the Wannabe podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I am so honored and privileged that you are here listening to me. So before we get into it, of course, I would love it if you could share this podcast with a friend if you are enjoying it and also leave a rating and review on iTunes if you happen to have an Apple device and listen by the Apple podcast app. If you don't, I would love it if you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at wannabepodcast and that way I can interact with you very directly. I actually do respond to like almost every single tweet that someone sends my way. So if you would like to have more one-on-one conversations and a personal relationship with me, then please do follow me at wannabepodcast or on my personal channels. Right before we get into it, we are only a few, few days away from Shout Out Live Radical Women, sponsored by Spotify. And I am allowed to share the £10 off code, which is RADWOMEN18. So if you head on over to solifefestival.com, use offer code RADWOMEN18 and you can get £10 off your ticket. Also, if you can't attend the whole day and you want to attend some parts or you just want to meet the awesome people that will be there, you actually can come to the networking session uh, at from 4.30, I guess, for free. So there's also a book signing with Diana Evans, who wrote Ordinary People, who will be in conversation with Not Another Book podcast, and there are free tickets available. So if you would like to come along and you can't afford to buy a ticket for whatever reason, or you you're just really busy and you're only free for a part of the day then please feel free to attend the networking drinks and a book signing with diana evans it's going to be a wonderful day and honestly the people that i've seen coming so far are just the loveliest smartest and most creative people so you definitely want to be in the room where it happens so just a little bit about it we will have the commissioning editors at Spotify, BBC and Audible in the room answering your questions if you happen to stumble upon them. We'll have the leading women in podcasting right now there to answer every single possible question you could ever ask about being featured, getting press mentions. We have Fiona Sturgis from the Financial Times who writes podcast reviews, guys, attending this festival. So please make sure you come along to see these women, ask them questions, learn absolutely everything and the accelerator workshops on getting your podcast sponsored. Please understand 
understand that it is not easy to get your podcast sponsored. So if you are looking to start a podcast and you want to actually make some coin from it and recoup your costs, then please make sure that you sign up nice and early to get your podcast sponsored with Acast. Um, they are the team behind my Bose Estee Lauder and now my new NHS campaign. Ow. To get tickets, head to solifestival.com, use code RADWOMEN18 and get £10 off today or just book a free networking ticket for Saturday the 14th of July in King's Cross at King's Place. This week's guest is Chidera Aguru, also known as The Slumflower. She is an award-winning blogger, TEDx speaker and presenter. Her blog, The Slumflower, addresses subjects such as female empowerment, self-confidence, self-love, black hair, fashion and self-exploration. Described as a millennial mastermind by Elle magazine, Chidera was recently the only British girl to make it on the BuzzFeed 30 Black Girls You Should Follow on Instagram list. Her first book, What a Time to Be Alone, is going to be published on July 26th. Today, we talk about the pursuit of fame and the journey that led to her loving herself and more importantly, accepting herself as well. We talk about the difference between people who naturally have lots of friends and loner types. I dig a little deeper to find out what she believes will happen if Instagram were to disappear tomorrow. And you'll learn why it's important to like yourself and why being your own biggest cheerleader is the way to go. We talk about seeking legacy and why it's more fulfilling for you to seek legacy and the importance of setting intentions. And of course, we'd be foolish not to cover why it's so important that you get comfortable being alone. Let's go. Who did you want to be before you became who you are today and why? I wanted to be a super famous woman. Ooh. I didn't know why. I just I didn't know how, but I just wanted to be famous. So I went to the Brit school. Because <laughs> you know the Brit school is like where they where all the famous people went to. But yes. I'm not, I can't sing, I can't dance, I can't do any of those things. I can't act. So what the hell did you do? At I the wanted Brit to go school? and study visual art and design. They oh, actually nice. have a course, like an art course you can do, a B-Tech, two years. I did that there. And then I realized, oh, there was there aren't actually any famous people that have done this course <laughs> that have left the Brit school. So I've got to be the first now. Yeah. But then Sadly, like the reason why I'm relatively popular now isn't even to do with the, the course I studied, but I'm slowly getting to my dream of becoming famous. I love that you've just like out, like with your whole chest, like, I don't want to be famous. Listen, you, you, you can't judge me, bro, because I'm not harming anybody. Everybody hasn't, listen, everybody's got low-key got a dream that they're kind of low-key ashamed of, and it depends on how bold you are about it. But for me, me with my full chest, I want to be famous, bro. Come and fight me. If you don't like it, come and fight me. SE15, roll up. Oh, wow. Roll up, bro. Roll up, square up. Triangle up, rectangle up, bruv. You're bringing a whole shapes. new flavor to Give this podcast. Give me all the shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I live. Okay, so you want to be famous. Mm-hmm. What do you want to be famous for? I just always wanted to be someone that people would look at and be like, I want to be like her. Through me just living by example. I didn't know, yeah. again, at the time when I was saying all that, I didn't even know myself, but I was just like, I just want to be someone that like people are inspired by. Yeah. So it became a subliminal reason of why I wanted to work really hard. So as I got older, it was less about wanting to be famous and it was more about wanting to be good at stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm of age, at age 23, I'm now trying to... Oh my God, you're so young. I'm so it young. Hurts. I'm so little. <laughs> well, I'm young and I'm old. I'm, less, I'm just like in between. You know that awkward, like, you're not really 25, you're not really 20, you're just like in the middle bit of Girl, the middle. 20 whole eight so you need to just you know the ones who are like in, I'm in the middle of the middle so it's like I'm at that pivotal <laughs> 23 point 23 is my favourite age really I'm really favorite. enjoying 23 as well it's, it's like really wow nice. yeah. so much disappointment and womanhood yeah. but yeah now I'm at the point where <laughs> I'm edging towards falling more into my purpose and leaning more into myself and really trying to learn about myself as much as possible and the more I learn about myself mm-hmm. the more success I feel like I have Nice. That's really nice. I wish I had that level of wisdom and knowledge at 23. <laughs> but we're like, here now. Yeah. I mean, at 28, it, it hit me late. 
I'm, it's fine. Do you know what? Know. It's relative though, because some yeah. people are 18 and I've had conversations with some 18 year olds. You know what? Do you know who really is so smart and ahead of their time? Novelist. He's only that? 21. He's a rapper. Oh, cool. He's only, he's, he was recently on the cover of Time Out, like, I think oh, two days wow. ago. He's only 21. This boy is so intelligent. I was like, oh my goodness, wait, I'm 23. And like, no teacher, <laughs> you're telling me about myself. Like, drag me, drag me. <laughs> so I think it's all relative. I feel, I feel like, re- like realization is very relative to of course, where yeah. you are in life. Yeah. How did you go about finding your kind of purpose and your voice? <laughs> that is so rude. <laughs> I will say it again. How did you go about finding your purpose and your voice? I started by figuring out all the reasons why stuff was disappointing me because Mm. from 19 was when I began that journey of introspection and I realized that I was a very angsty and frustrated young girl. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really understand why. It was really hard for me to pinpoint what it is that was frustrating me and I realized it was boys. I used to hang around. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's always one of them. So I used to hang out with boys. I was in a collective for quite a while. For about two, almost three years, I was in a collective, creative collective. And I was around really awesome boys. But then the dynamic was quite unbalanced because they were in a position of finding themselves too. And because Mm -hmm. I, I had less power than them, I allowed them to take advantage of me. And so I was focusing less on building my own character and focusing more on trying to meet their own standards. And Mm -hmm. so I got really lost in that and I started to become really frustrated at myself for letting myself down and for not standing up for myself enough. So I eventually left that collective once once those feelings became overbearing. And it was from that point that I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to fend for myself now because I'm no longer in a collective. Because when you are in a collective, you're in a group. So you have a sense of safety in knowing that, you know, other group members can bring opportunities for you or you feel really, really secure knowing that other people are around you to validate you. But when you're on your own, that's when you actually have the responsibility now to really tackle the world by yourself and use all the tools you've been given to actually go for it. And that's the hardest but most valuable point. Yeah, I I hear you on that. I think... I actually wasn't a part of any collectives. I feel like I've always sat somewhat in the lowness. We love space. a drifter. I'm a drifter. Yes, Miss Tumbleweed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just tumbling, girl. Yeah, I've kind of always just maneuvered, mm-hmm. like naturally just maneuvered or sat neatly in geeky kid land, which is my comfort zone. And like doing this has forced me to kind of travel into new spaces and I'm like what is happening I have to be but that's really cool because you're used you're used to adapting to other people and and you know aligning yourself with new environments people that are used to having a particular friendship group find it harder as they get older to try new experiences and try being around new people and changing the people that they hang around because then they often end up having one very rigid perspective they close themselves off from experiences so I think you put yourself in a very good position from early on yeah, I, I don't know if that was deliberate. <laughs> but we're here it, now. It might have been by force. We, we're here now. <laughs> but I think, yeah, because we traveled uh, in what would have been like the kind of solid part of forming friendships. Like I, I moved abroad in year six. And then after to uni, to St. Kitts in the Caribbean. Ooh. Yeah, I was there for a year. So we had to find, immediately we just thrown into the school with like accents that no one recognized and people just treated you differently. And mm-hmm. then went through high school side high school late so I was always the like the new kid and then sixth form I was a new person in a different sixth form so I was always just like new in places always yeah. brand new um, and then I lived abroad after uni so I think like actually travel was massively integral in, for my ability to adapt and maneuver around different groups but then it also is I think there's pros and cons to each side of that because then I never truly feel like I'm ever belonging into one space but that's good though because I feel like 
that falls into the concept of home being wherever you are rather than home being a particular place. Like for some people, home is a particular place. Mm, and for true. other people, home is where they are. And I want I want to learn to find a home out of wherever I am because yeah. the more comfortable I am in myself, the more at home I feel so that wherever I go in the world, I will still feel like I belong there. Yeah, that's a nice feeling. I don't have like, yeah, you're right. I don't have that sense of this is my home or this is my yeah. home. I actually feel like I can go anywhere. Yes, we love a drifter. <laughs> yes, I, I can. I went to St. Kitts and I was like, that's that's one of my many homes. I have many homes. Madrid mm. is one of my homes. St. Kitts, definitely. I'm not going to call for Lagos because that can just stay right Them where ones. is that? Them ones. Stay right there. What? I hear that. It's valid. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Can stay there. <laughs> so let's go back to you being famous because I, like, as a career, what is famous as a career? What does that look like for you anyway? Um, I think famous, the obvious, the obvious definition of famous is having a large audience who support you. Mm-hmm. Um, being being recognized for what you do on a large scale, being congratulated for what you do mm-hmm. by a wide mass of people. That for me is what fame means. Like it's, That's popularity, I guess. Yeah. That's interesting. So there's a whole book about, I can't remember who it's by, which is terrible. It's not even on the shelf. It's called Popular. And uh, this guy theorized that popular kids in school tend not to, they they tend to remain popular throughout life. But he kind of tossed it and said it's not necessarily popularity that's the defining character trait. It's actually likability and favorability. Those two things combined, which usually result in popularity. So I'm wondering, like, do you want to be famous and likable or do you not care how people see you as long as you're famous? For me, my priority is liking myself. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to like me as well, it's a bonus for you because I yeah. really like myself anyway. <laughs> That's good like, I'm not waiting for you to like me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm already here doing my thing and people just happen to like watching me like myself. Yeah. So I think that's the important thing about for anybody who wants to go into a career where they want to be in a position where they're congratulated for what they do or praised for what they do, you need to like yourself before anybody likes you. Yeah. And so that's what I think a lot of famous people don't learn to do on time they end up liking themselves after everyone has told them to like themselves. Yeah. For me, I've been liking myself and people only just caught on. I'm like, y'all only, y'all uncultured because I've been liking myself. Y'all only just joined in. That's the way I view myself. And I think yeah. it's important that everyone views themselves that way because it allows you to give yourself more time to grow. It allows you to give your work more time to actually develop because when you like yourself, you give yourself time to grow and you mm-hmm. give yourself time to become the person you want to be. In the same way, we all have our favorite musicians and we're always making excuses for them and being like, oh, you know, yeah. I really want them to do well. I can't wait for them to release this new work. That's the way I try to speak to myself. Like I try to speak to myself like I'm speaking to my favorite musician. Like you're your own biggest fan. Yes. So you've got to gas yourself. Yes. <laughs> what is the, I, I don't want to say the end because I don't think there's ever really an end to these journeys, but what is the goal? Like, what is the moment that you're like, yes, I've made it? Or do you already feel like that all the time? For me, I think the goal here is to dominate every single crevice of the media. So I want to just unnecessarily <laughs> dominate the book world, unnecessarily dominate television. Just like be that kind of person that people can refer to and be like, I love what she stands for. I would love to consume whatever she creates. And I think I'm on the way to doing that by choosing to put myself out there within reason and context. So, yeah. you know, by releasing a book, I'm able to release myself into a world where I won't necessarily get to communicate with those people via social media because mm-hmm. it's a whole new audience. So essentially what I'm trying to do is just 
tidy up the world a little bit rather than fix it. Like it's definitely not my job to fix the world and I've not, I don't want to take on that responsibility. Yeah. But it'll be nice to kind of tidy up a bit before I bring my own kids into it. And that's what I'm trying to do. Oh, that's a nice uh, attitude. That's good. No. What is the name of the book for anyone listening? It's we called... <laughs> What a time to be alone. What a name. <laughs> and it plays on the phrase, what a time to be alive, alive yeah. which is like something that you say when you're like, oh my gosh, life is a mad thing, isn't it? Or something that you say when you're just really happy. So what a time to be alone is all about trying to make solitude cool again, mm-hmm. trying to celebrate solitude, trying to encourage people to lean more into themselves, trying to encourage people to be more accountable for their lives through being introspective and through spending time on their own. It's not saying dump your boyfriend. It's not saying if you're single, this is for you. It's just saying if you're a person, this book is for you. Yeah, no, I read some of it and I felt dragged and personally. It's a it's a really I, loving drag. That's yeah, what I wanted to feel. I want you to feel dragged. I'm like coming for everyone's like, edges. I'm hey. coming for your eyebrows if possible. Like <laughs> you did you, there's a little bit of something for everyone for sure, because I read one part, I was like, oh, I feel <laughs> that was that was personal. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> like, okay, you didn't have to be so loud. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm my like, neighbors are listening. No. Like. But yeah, I, I think it is. I think a lot of, especially young women, need to see some of those messages and understand that actually your life is valid by yourself. Like, Maybe because I do spend a lot of time alone and I like my own company. Like, I love being by myself. I don't like being around people. It exhausts me <laughs> a mm. lot. And so I definitely can understand where that book is coming from, why it's so important for you, especially young women who are so impressionable and so vulnerable sometimes to just get to get that book and sit down and be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be responsible for ways I'm doing, what I'm putting out into this world and the energy that I'm, bring, I'm bringing to this place and what am I showing up with? Um, and so, yeah, I really, I, of the excerpts that I did read, mm-hmm. I really, I really felt like, I mean, it's marketed as poetry. I don't know if I read a poem specifically, but the excerpts are very like, I like the, there was, <laughs> wait, there was a really funny story. Oh my God, which was, you have like these really random like, Nigerian expert. Yeah, is it the lizard that followed the rat that followed the lizard? No, no, <laughs> it was something like a fart. No, was it a fart? Oh my god! Oh, is it the one about chicken not being able to pee? Yes, it was the chicken <laughs> not being able to pee. That's it. I knew it was something to do with body. Yeah, <laughs> and so there's like these really funny excerpts and the lessons that you then extract from that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's actually a little bit of something for everyone. And yeah, seeing who because I follow you so much and I know who follows you and my little sister follows you. Oh I'm my like. God. Yes, of course. Like this is a book for those people and it will it will resonate. So I think you've done a really fun, phenomenal job. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. 
The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Thank you so much. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Super graphic. I love it. Uh, It's definitely going to be like one of those books that sits really nicely on that table. (laughs) Yay. It will be one of my table. table Because I designed it for someone who they really, they, 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 they really want to be a bookworm, but they don't have the range. Like they can't. <laughs> they just don't have the attention span to support that dream. And that's people like me. There are people that are used to reading 140 characters at a time. Yeah. People that you know they really want to take it in, but they just they don't have the patience. I don't want this to offend you because actually, what it kind of reminds me of is your Instagram captions. But yes, like but that's that's what. Yeah, yeah that's literally that's, how I made the book. Though yeah. I was like, you know what? I want to think about the things that I've said that inv- that have really engaged with people the most and how can yeah. I expand those into thoughts that people can yes. you know really delve into and that's essentially how I made the book do you know what I actually thought yeah because I was like I was trying to describe it to someone and I was like they're like what is it what is it and I was like I can't show you <laughs> I can't explain I can't I was like imagine her Instagram captions but a little bit longer yes <laughs> and so yeah that is exa- yeah so I'm glad that's actually kind of what you had in mind mm-hmm. I'm actually getting really good at knowing what people's books you're are. doing amazing I'm just like you should actually have written my synopsis <laughs> you should have, I should have just gotten you to do it because you got that you actually should be on the back imagine Instagram captions but longer yeah that would be <laughs> that's it. it that's it it's like <laughs> 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 it's so great yeah and no it, it works and I I thought that's so original just because I haven't seen a book like that so it is very thank different thank you so well done thank you so much congratulations on your book <laughs> okay I'm almost done I so I think what really came up quite clear in our conversation so far is this kind of like knowing who you want to be and being really clear and really focused and intentioned with it. But every episode needs an action for the listeners. We do. And so there's two kind of schools of, there's two, there's two types of listeners. There's the brand builders, the women that are out here trying to create, and sometimes men, sorry guys. Um, (laughs) Sometimes men listening too. But there's the kind of intentional building of a business or a brand. So for them, I might just get two actions from you. How, what is the best way to approach someone like you, an influencer that they want to work with. And then for the other side of that, there are the people that might be just aspiring to be Mm -hmm. who you are today. So what action would you give to those people? So for people who want to actually approach influencers or work with influencers, as someone who has received, oh my God, so many different messages from various brands, I'll tell you about the bad ones I've received, right? So the bad ones have been people who you can tell it's like some sort of like MailChimp thing. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you can tell that it's not personal. You can tell that they don't, they don't know your name. So people will be like, hi, at the Slum Flower. I'll be like, my name isn't actually the Slum Flower. Like my name's Chidera. So if you're addressing me in an email, yeah. I expect you to refer to me as my name. My name is in my bio. So you haven't it actually is. done your research, which means that you're not serious. I'm going to have to just like put this in the, in, in the trash now. And that's a shame. Because for me, as someone who is busy, I'm only going to give my time to something that seems like it cares about me. So... Yeah. Um, also, if you're approaching someone and you want their time, you've got to be able to offer them the kind of value that you want them to offer you. So if you can't offer them money, then you've got to be willing to give them something that will enrich their time. So let's say you're asking someone to, um, you know, do a shoot for you in your brand. Okay, then. So are you going to be able to give me some press shots on the side then? Like if you can't pay me to promote your brand, that's going to make you money. You've got to be able to give me something else. Because nowadays, I understand that a lot of people can't offer money and that's fine. But 
you've got to be willing to give me something of value that can enrich my life and make my career easier in the same way I'm doing it for you. Because a lot of brands just come up to you and they'll be like, oh, you got those followers, promote me. And like, I'm not going to do something just because I can. Yeah. I don't need to do anything just because I can. I want to do something because I want to and because I'm intentional about it. Yeah. Um, And also, if brands want to approach influencers, brands also need to actually be you know, like really coherent in how they present themselves. So like when you're actually emailing me, I want to see a link to your social media. I want to see a link to your website straight away. I don't want to have to like go and look for you. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. I want to see a link that's active and I go to your Instagram, it's an updated page. Or I go to your Twitter, it's an updated page where at least least from two days ago, you've said something or you've posted something. So I know that you're active rather than just this ambiguous account. Um, And also you've just got to be really, really neat and slick. And like you you need to sound almost like you know the influencer, like you've done your research because mm-hmm. people can tell and people, influencers love an ego stroke. Like people want to know that you have made the effort to research them because it makes you feel good to work with that person because you know they know about you. Yeah. And that's just the truth of it. Um, But for anybody who does want to become an influencer or become someone that does cool things that they enjoy, you have to actually put yourself in a position where you ask yourself, what is it that I stand for? What is my voice? And why does my voice deserve to be heard amongst all these other voices? Because it's not about shouting over anybody or trying to be better than anybody. It's about why does what I have to say in particular matters to the world right now? Yeah. For me, I had to ask that question and why. And my answer was because the world needs healing, bro. Like the world is really struggling. Like she's really on her last edges. (laughs) So we got to help her out. So yeah. you've really got to figure out what is it that I stand for and why do I stand for this? But also, you've got to be willing to be broke for a very long time. Like, don't be looking at influencers and being like, oh my God, so if I get Amen. 10K followers overnight, I'm going to get 10K in the, ba- in the bank. Nope. You're not, because homegirl over here is talking has not got 10K in the bank right now. I'm close to it, but I don't have it. Yeah. Can't show you 10K now. I'm almost on 100K followers. So it goes to show that, like, if it was really about followers, I would have the money that backs it up. So you've got to think long term. Mm. And if you really want to last, you've got to take a long term. You've got to do it your way. If you do it someone else's way, you'll be popping temporarily, but in the same um time frame that people hype you up and um congratulate you and celebrate you, that's the same time frame they will get bored of you and find someone else. Cause everybody's just itching for something new. Yes. And we're in a very disposable place right now in time. Speaking of disposable what happens if Instagram goes away? For me, I don't mind, you know, because I, again, I've got a book. So what I'm trying to do again is like, I'm trying to build outside of the internet. Again, it's all about legacy and it's all about long term. And also mm-hmm. young people need to understand that if you want to build legacy, you can't focus on money. Like for me, I did not get a 100K book deal. Most people think that book deals are 100K and like, oh my God, you got money in the bank, like rah, securing bags. Like, oh my God, yeah, it's like, you're doing the thing. <laughs> no, yeah. I did not secure a multitude of bags for the book deal. But I was like, you know what? I don't care about that right now because the good thing about book deals is that you can still make that money back by getting loads and loads of sales. Mm -hmm. But also for me, it was about longevity and and also I wanted to have my book with my African name in a library or in a place where people can look at it and be like, oh my God, it's a Nigerian girl that wrote that. I resonate with that or something that somebody somewhere in the world who's Nigerian like me will pick up and be like, wow, this girl wrote this and she's Nigerian and it's not a book about like suffrage. Like it's actually a book about life and it's nothing to do with like being sad about being black. Like, I'm trying to break multiple stereotypes. I'm trying to do many things at once. And so the whole thing about seeking longevity is that you have to be willing to be so patient. Like, again, if you're putting money in the front, you're not really going to go as far as you want to. You're going to get really frustrated and quit. And those yeah. people who quit early on, they're not doing it for the reasons that they said they were doing it for. Yeah. Amen. All right. That's a really strong, strong action <laughs> for those people. But it's doable. Right. I know what you mean, because, I mean, I definitely 
I think people think this podcast looks like it's doing really well. And it, I mean, it, but it, it, is. it is doing really well. It is doing so well. Like it's I'm doing... in a room right now full of equipment and like there's books in front of me. Like, I mean, I'm just feeling the podcast vibes. Yes, it is doing well. Like it is. I'm happy with where it is and where it's going. But I like, love your energy. Yeah, I don't have money in the bank because of this podcast. Like you... I work. Absolutely. Like, I work full time. <laughs> so it's That's not... the side people don't see though. Because yeah. people only see, again, what you show them. And it's like, you're not supposed to be out here showing people yourself like it's selfie at work because that's not what it's about. Yeah. It's like people want to have that idea of you. That's up to you, up yeah. to them. But again, it's like you're either working or you're watching. You have a choice. Yeah. You ultimately have a choice. It depends on how much you want it because you, you and me here don't have two heads. <laughs> we just have an ambition, a goal and the drive to do it. And we're continuously doing it. We're continuously choosing it every single day. It's a choice. Same yeah. way when you love someone, you're choosing that person in their entirety, including all the things about them that make you want to like kick them off like a roof. But at the same time, the same way when you look at your career, (laughs) the same way when you look at your career, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm always tired. Or like, I'm getting so many no's, but I still love it. Something about me tells me to keep on going for one more day. And before you know it, one more day becomes 10 more days and 10 more days becomes like 10 more months. And before you know it, you're in a momentum now where you're actually doing something. You're like, this is really picking up and I'm so glad I never gave up on myself. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. So finally, so you can go... What is the best advice you've ever received? And what is the worst advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received is be yourself. And the worst advice I've ever received is be yourself. Because it's like, <laughs> how do I do that? It's such an open-ended statement. But why be yourself is such good advice is because it essentially means be authentic. Mm-hmm. But it's bad advice if someone doesn't actually know what it means to be authentic. So I think when people say be yourself, they've got to extend it by saying be yourself strategically. So it means that you know, you've got to choose the size of yourself that best match what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, for example, I want to go into doing things in television and broadcasting. And I'm a very talkative person. I'm a very idealistic person. Um, I'm someone that loves to read into things. So those are t- traits that I have. And I have to bring out those traits to the forefront in order for me to do what I want to do. I'm also someone that is very, very, very annoying. Like I <laughs> I'm, I have very annoying traits, got a very loud laugh. Um... I can be very spiteful if I don't like someone. Okay. So <laughs> we're doing honesty here, aren't we? Yes. So hey. I, but I can't bring those traits out if I'm trying to do broadcast and media because I can't be spiteful to people I'm working with. So you've got to be really, really selective about yourself, the parts of yourself that match what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So as much as be yourself is very helpful advice, it can also be, you know, not very helpful if someone doesn't understand what it means to be themselves. So being yourself essentially means just choosing intention and choosing purpose. So like, Everything you do, what's the intention behind it? Is this to to help or to harm? Is this for me? Is this for someone else? Like, why am I doing this? Like, constantly asking yourself why before asking yourself how. Like, why do I want to do this? And then figure out how you're going to do it. Because how isn't the hard bit? It's why do you want to do it? What are you actually looking for? What are you trying to compensate for? Amazing. Thank you. Thank so you for having much. me. Oh my gosh, this was I really so much enjoyed fun. that. I enjoyed it too. Oh my god, we could have gone on for ages. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what's the time? Like, you got a oh car. No. But yeah, we could have talked all day. <laughs> you were so good. Oh. So were you. God, please. I really enjoyed being a guest on this podcast. Do everything with intention. It is a word. Intention, intention, intention. What is your intention? Ask yourself that every day and you will see dramatic differences in your life. You can follow Chidera on Twitter and Instagram at The Slum Flower. What a Time to Be Alone will be released on July 26th and is available for pre-order now. Also, Chidera will be at Shout Out Live Radical Women leading a workshop called Choosing Yourself. So she is going to gather up all of your low 
self-esteem, all of that low confidence. You're just going to bundle it up, throw it away and get you right and tight, confident and able to create your very best content and you'll be your very best you, to be honest. It's a perfect perfect workshop for anyone that is afraid of public speaking they want to set up a solo podcast but they are too afraid to um and if you're just wanting to gain more confidence in your everyday life then this is the workshop for you make sure you head on over to solifefestival.com and use offer code radwoman18 to get 10 pounds off your ticket if you're thinking of starting a podcast in general and you or you already have one and you want to get it sponsored um you want to know how to be a better storyteller presenter you want to know how to get press then you need to be at Shout Out Live Radical Women anyway. It's sponsored by Spotify and our other partners include BBC Sound and Audible. Like, we don't come to play with y'all. So make sure you head on over to SillyFestival.com, use offer code RADWOMEN18, get £10 off, or come to the free networking sessions. Tickets are available on the SillyFestival.com website. If you like how this podcast is made and you think that you can do what I do, or you can do it better, then you need to reach out to the Shoutout Network. To find out more about membership, visit shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. We also have a new product launching soon that we'll be talking about a little bit at the festival. So if you're coming to that, we'll happily have a chat about it. Be sure to follow Wannabe on Twitter and Instagram at Wannabe Podcast. I will be keeping some of those channels alive and popping during my season hiatus so please do make sure you are following to get the latest updates from me and see what i'm doing if you're enjoying this podcast please leave a rating and review on itunes if you haven't got time to leave a full review by all means just hit the stars and go okay it's all fine it's all fine to get extended show notes listening tools and resources we've talked about on this episode visit wannabepodcast.com show notes are updated every wednesday by the wonderful daily so please do head on over and actually use those resources we do really enhance the show notes over there so head on over to wannabepodcast.com for anything that you could possibly need with regards to the wannabe podcast thank you for listening see you next week bye when it comes to your finances you think you've done it all you've saved you've researched and you've invested all that you can now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor yahoo finance As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.